0: This is the Hot Cakes and Hot Takes Podcast. On today's episode, we recap the Week 10 games and just go over the highlights. Let's get it.
1: everybody welcome back to hot cakes and hot takes i'm aj and alongside me is zinky hi yep no bully right now as he is and i quote currently shoveling oreo pie down his throat trying not to puke unquote So that's uh, a <laughs> that's where bully's at right now
0: i mean and can you blame him i mean that sounds wonderful i i'm not i'm not gonna judge him for we've judged people from before for having any plethora of reasons, i.e., you know, your grandma's birthday party, um, you know, and you know, having any <laughs> other road. actual reasons, yeah. This, this one, though, I think everybody's in agreeing, agreement with like, hey, I, I would do that too. I, I got no, I have no problem with him doing it, yeah. But
1: his loss, another great week 10 football, I guess. It was an okay week, a lot of a surprises, you know, surprises again here and there. Yeah. Yep. Somebody kissed their sister. We'll get to that one later, but gosh, what a wonderful slate of football yet again. We'll start with the Thursday night game, Miami Dolphins, Baltimore Ravens. And who saw this coming? The Dolphins take it to W, 22 to 10, Zinke.
0: The Ravens for real or what? I mean the Ravens are for real. Um but this is just I mean, you know, obviously every year you're going to have a game like this. So where some team some people are going to panic about these teams about this happening, you know, you lose to a, a not great team, but this is a game that, you know, we would have expected from the Dolphins pre, you know, preseason, you know, before the, you know, anything started before we've shaken out how it has. Um their defense played well and they they limited Lamar to, you know, doing what he does uh, in, in a small fashion. They only let, you know, let up 39 rushing yards for him. Um, you know, they made him throw from the pocket. It wasn't entirely accurate. <laughs> he's about 50% completion percentage. He had one touchdown, one pick, but they just bottled him up. And, you know, you're obviously not gonna stop him. He's gonna get his, he's gonna do good things, but as long as you can keep him contained to a you know, to a degree, you're going to be fine. And uh, I mean, the Dolphins used two quarterbacks in this one. Jacoby Brissett got hurt. Tua came in in relief, and he played pretty well. Eight for 13, thirteen, hundred fifty-eight. Um, but this, I mean, this is what you got to do if you're if you're any team watching this and coming up against the Ravens going forward. This is a team you're going to or a game you're going to want to watch. This is a blueprint. Bottle them up. Don't let them make those explosive plays because if they do. The momentum shifts incredibly fast, and they—that's when they take a hold because that's what they've done this whole year. Um, you know, they've—they've they've been down uh, at halftime almost all year. I mean, even this game they were—it was it was only six to three, but uh, but then the Dolphins started jumping ahead, and then they started to make that comeback. But instead of you know shitting their pants and getting getting terrified, they they just held serve and and they got the win.
1: Yeah, and the crazy thing about this game is that, you know, it started off, I think, they went with Jacoby Brissett because I guess Tua had an injury going into the week, so I think they wanted to play it safe and have Jacoby start. He ends up getting hurt. They bring in Tua in, and he lights it up against his Ravens defense. You know, it goes 8 for 13, 158 yards, and he ran a touchdown in, too, I think, and, you know, he looked well against his defense. He played played pretty good football. I didn't know how to you. How'd you feel about his, uh, his
0: game? Well, I mean, he was always able to play. They just didn't want to push it. And I, and I get it, you know, from a dolphin standpoint, I mean, you're, you're two and seven going into the game, you know, your, your season's pretty much derailed. I mean, you're in a, you're in a division with the bills, you're in a division with the Patriots, you know, we're both playing pretty well right now. Um, so the chance of you winning the division is slim. Uh, there's a lot of decent enough NF- AFC teams rather, um, and so your chances of even getting a wild card aren't very great. So nothing to to rush your quarterback out there, a guy who has had a couple of injuries in his first two years. Um, so you don't want to rush that. He is your future. Um, so I, I, I liked it. You know, he could have played. Obviously he did. You know, he didn't have a problem. But you just don't need to throw him out there if you didn't have to. But then obviously they had to. So um, always able to. Uh, good to see he was, in fact, able. You know, and they weren't just, you know, blowing smoke up, you know, up our asses and saying he could play, but they weren't going to. But yeah, no, he was good and it was a good performance.
1: Yep, obviously their defense helped getting a, a fumble touchdown and that helped get the kind of blow the game open a little bit. But yep, nice win for the Dolphins and three and seven might be a little too late for them to come back, but they got to start playing good football if they want any chance of making the playoffs. But maybe out of their reach. But we'll keep it in the AFC North and go with some Sunday afternoon games and the Buffalo Bills took on the New York Jets. And the only thing I gotta say about this game is uh maybe we should slow our roll a little bit with Mike White.
0: Well yeah, I but I think also this is the AFC <laughs> uh East. I think you said North. You're right. Um, I said so North. Yeah, definitely You're definitely right. AFC East. Uh so you were you were right there though. I, I mean, saw AFC Baltimore. East, I saw
1: Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. I saw Baltimore. Well, I thought you
0: were going elsewhere, but that's fine. Uh, But yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mike White, there's a reason he was picked 171st, I think, is what they said during the broadcast today. I mean, he's not a franchise quarterback. He's serviceable as a backup. You know, he can come in and play a couple of games, which is what you want out of your backup. But he's obviously not, you know, going to be this all pro, you know, this isn't the next Tom Brady. Um, You know, I think I thought it was hilarious. He came out after last week and you know, he said, "I think I should have been the first overall pick." And it's like, "No, you really didn't." You know, I like the confidence. I like, I like you saying it, but I mean, let's be real. Like, you are not a number one pick. Um, four picks in this game, uh, not ideal. And you know, this against a team like the Bills, are going to capitalize. Um, you know, they got a, a plethora of of weapons, as you can tell. I mean, they had four rushing touchdowns from four different people, none of which are uh, Josh Allen, which I think is pretty crazy. Exactly. Right, yeah, like that's going yeah, out, right? Be a huge key. Yeah, it's going to be a huge key for this team. I mean, nothing nothing crazy. You know, uh, Devin Singletary had seven carries. Burita had three. Zach Moss had seven. The other touchdown was Isaiah McKenzie on an end around in which he had two carries. So, it, you know, this is all you need, especially when you have Josh Allen and you have Stefan Diggs and Manuel Sanders, Dawson Knox, Colby. The guys on the outside, they're going to make plays. They're going to be your main guys. But uh, in this case, all you need is just respectable running game. And, and again, you can keep your fresh legs and like obviously have four different guys run the ball. And they were all fairly successful. The only one that wasn't very high was Zach Moss. He only had 3.9 yards per carry. But the other guys were six and above. So again, it doesn't have to be a lot. You just have to do it successfully. And if, you, you know, if your design runs are getting good chunks of yardage, the defense is forced to respect the run. And then you're going to get Josh Allen, you know, throwing the ball over the yard, 366 two touchdowns. So this is a perfect game plan against not a great, uh, you know, defense, not a great team. So, you know, not going to jump up, you know, and say the Bills are back quite yet. You know, I'm not going to say they're Super Bowl bound, but they're on the right track after after that crazy loss last week against Jacksonville.
1: Yeah. That's that's for sure, and I mean, you know, yeah, like you said, slow your roll on the running game. They did just, you know, they ran all over the Jets' defense. You gave like up 200 yards to Jonathan Taylor the week before, so nothing to write home about. But it does look it looks like it's a step in the right direction. But speaking of that, since so we just talked about Jonathan Taylor, let's move to that game: Jacksonville and in Indianapolis. Uh, the Colts came away with the W, at 23-17. Carson Wentz did just enough, and that defense did a, a lot to carry the Colts to win. How would you feel about this one?
0: This is just a nice old-fashioned ground-and-pound game. Um, Trevor Lawrence only had 162 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Carson Wentz had 180 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. So, um, you know, big focus on the ground. Taylor had 116 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Jamal Agnew had a nice 66-yard touchdown run, but James Robinson comes back after his heel injury. 12 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown as well. So, um, you know, just, just a black and blue game. You know, nothing crazy in this one, nothing huge outside of that Jamal Agnew run. But, uh, um, you know, we see Jonathan Taylor continuing his success. You know, obviously he is the engine for this football team. They're going to run the ball first, and that's going to open up play action uh, for Carson Wentz in this offense, which is exactly where I think they need to be uh, going forward. If they want to make a push for the playoffs, and now at 5-and-high, five five, is five and five is very realistic so um, good win for them um but uh, a little scary that they almost let Jacksonville get back into it but uh, you know they took care of business nice nice bright spot for the Jaguars maybe use them a little bit more Dan Arnold um sure mm-hmm. my sister would like to hear that shout out went to Platteville where she went so she's coming along it's coming along
1: yeah nope no that yeah you covered it pretty well there nothing Else to say, you know, nice block punt for the touchdown. Oh, yeah. that was big. I
0: forgot about that. Pretty yeah, crazy that's good thing to mention. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: yep, special teams did their job, but you know, that's enough for this one. We can move on to another. We'll go to the blowout, go to Dallas and Atlanta. Again, not much to say here. Cowboys 43 to 3, beat down. The offense is back after, you know, their abysmal week in Denver last week. They look good today. How'd you feel about it, Zinky?
0: Yeah, uh, good win for the Cowboys, terrible loss for the Falcons. I mean, this is probably not a shock. I mean, maybe the margin of victory may be a shock, but I don't think anybody was really coming in thinking that the Falcons were going to beat them. Um, you know, Cowboys had a rough week also last week. So, you know, I think this is maybe just the get-right week for for better football teams after their, you know, inexplicable losses last week. But um, good to have uh, Michael Gallup back. Three catches, 42 yards for the Cowboys. It's only going to make them better uh, going forward. Um, so, And it's good to see Corey Clement because of the blow Corey Clement got into this game. Got a couple of rushes. Wow. So that's always good to see. gave didn't realize he was on that team. Yeah, but, yeah, no. Uh,
1: yeah, Dak and the Josh
0: Rosen sighting, too. Drew pick. One for six, 14, yeah. just like we thought. Yeah, but
1: interesting, on the other side of the ball, Wayne Gallman. Another guy, he yeah. got 15 carries today. Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson only had four apiece, so it was interesting. They went with him in the run game instead of the other two guys. Um, but other than that, you know, this is kind of a this was a game. I was hoping Atlanta, you know, they've been playing some good football, and I thought maybe you know if they kept this game competitive, it'd be it give me a sign like oh maybe this team could you know be a sneaky playoff contender. But after today's game, they looked out- outmatched. They, you know, they they still got. Still got a ways to go Uh, if they want any shot of sneaking in the playoffs. But, hey, right now, I think four and five, you're sitting at the seventh seed right now, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I'm I not don't sense. think they We're, are. they the hunt, that's for sure. They're yeah,
1: in, in, they're the, in hunt. the hunt. That's I
0: think the, sure. the Panthers, who we'll talk about in a moment, they are five and five and are currently the seventh seed.
1: You are right. Okay. Okay. Nope. Good to know. But, yeah, that's – Really all you really uh, take away from this game, you know, rough, rough, Nothing rough. rough. Who knows what's going to happen with Calvin Ridley, too. I don't know if that guy's coming back or not. That would be a big blow for the Falcons if he uh, if he's done for a while.
0: Yeah.
1: But we'll move on. We'll go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing to the Washington football team. 29-19. Tom Brady didn't look good. Washington's offense finally looked stable a little bit. Gibson got his uh, his touches. Um, Terry McLaurin had a decent game, but Taylor Heineke, he looked like he was in full control of this offense against this, you know, supposedly stout Tampa defense. Sinky, how'd you feel about it?
0: Well, I think the key here for Washington, um, alongside the fact that they give a healthy share of the touches to Antonio Gibson, you know, your workhorse probably, your you know best player if not second best behind Terry McLaurin, um, but he had 24 carries for you know two touchdowns, 64 yards. So that's one of them. But the other thing too is outside of you know Terry McLaurin getting you know eight targets, six catches, they spread the ball immensely, uh, very well. Uh, Taylor Heineke did a very good job of you know going through his reads and making those throws because I think that's where uh, you know the Bucks can kind of feast on teams as if they you know hone in on their stars, hone in on you know, the guys that are always making the plays and if they could take those guys away and they're not able to spread it around, I think, you know, and maybe not just Tampa, that's probably a lot of teams, but, you know, being able to spread it around, you don't know who it's going to, and you don't know, you know, how to stop it. You can try to just, you know, design whatever defense you want, but if you're just going through your reads, making the pass, you know, that is the smart play to the open guy, that's going to be tough to defend every time. Um, so I think that was a big win or a big key in today's win, um, for the Washington football team. But yeah, Tom Brady came out two picks right away. Um, I think, well, I mean, none of them are really, I don't think terribly his fault. They both got tipped. Um, but I mean, you know, defense came to play for Washington, which is something we haven't said all year. Uh, but that's, yep. uh, we'll see how, we'll see how much they can going forward because, uh, I'm not sure if it's been confirmed, but they do think that, yeah. uh, JC Young tore his ACL. So, not a good thing for Washington.
1: No, but crazy got to mention too their their last drive, the the touchdown drive, a twenty one play, eighty yard drive that took up ten minutes and thirty seconds. That yeah. basically ended the game right there. Incredible. It
0: did. Yeah, I think they yeah they scored with what like thirty seconds left and had no yep. you know obviously went up ten had no chance to yep. give uh, and anything for Tom Brady to come back which. We've seen them do time and again. So, yeah, they went out and took care of business. So it was very impressive finishing drive.
1: Also, another guy that got hurt, I think Vita Vea, on the last drive, too, went down, mm. looked pretty bad, I think. I don't know if he got back into the game, but it's something to keep an eye out for is uh, he's huge for uh, that run defense. He's oh, yeah. just a monster up front. But that'll do it for this game. We'll move on to – the Tennessee Titans and the New Orleans Saints. Tennessee squeaks out a victory at home, 23-21 to 21 against the Saints. Zinke, how'd you feel about this one?
0: I, I mean, I liked it. I think that on both sides, I didn't really think there was, you know, a mismatch really anywhere. I don't think these teams really did anything terrible. Nobody really made any mistakes um, that I can recall. Uh, you know, I could be wrong. But, um, you know, Tannehill, 19-27, to 27, 213 in the touchdown, Uh, added in a rushing touchdown on a QB sneak Um, but you know they're just they're getting it done with their defense for the most part here and that's kind of a turn for what we've been seeing from them and I think is probably going to be a focus for this team uh, going forward until they do get Derrick Henry back um, if they do this season just because he obviously you know to no one's surprise runs that offense so um, without him you know they'd only had 11 carries for 30 yards out of Dante Foreman. Adrian Peterson only eight for 21. So not nothing crazy successful with the running game. So they do need to rely on that defense, and and they've stepped up. They've you know held some good teams in check in the last few weeks, um, especially without Derrick Henry. So, um, you know that's going to be a huge huge key for the Titans going forward. And they they came up big today.
1: Yeah, and I think the one big mistake was. uh, the start of the third quarter, the kickoff to the Saints. I think uh, Deontay Harris, oh yes. uh, fumbled the ball. He had a had a big fumble. Tannehill turned that into a a touchdown right after half to get him up twenty to six. Kind of a big uh, that's a big hill to climb, especially with uh, Trevor Samian. But he had, he looked pretty good. He almost had three hundred yards, two touchdowns. Uh, still wish Jameis was healthy, man. That one, this one, this when I look at the Saints team, it hurts. Also, no Alvin Kamara today. You got to bring that up too. He could have, uh,
0: that could have helped helped big time in this game. I will stand corrected too. There was actually a big thing, big thing for the reason why the Saints probably didn't pull this out. Their their replacement kicker, you know, because they've, I think this is probably like their third maybe on the season. He was uh, 0 for 2 on his extra points, and obviously they lost by two. So, um, you know, if, even if he makes one of them, they don't have to go for two at the end of the game, which they did get a penalty on uh, to make that two-point conversion much tougher than it should have been. Um, but yeah, if he makes one of those, then maybe they trot him out there to tie the game. Obviously, a whole new ball game at that point. So that would be the big, big takeaway for the Saints. You know, defense didn't yeah, play terrible. stopped the run. You know, didn't do anything. Didn't give up huge plays to the Titans, but kicking was not in uh, in favor. Uh, of the Saints today. Yep. I would agree.
1: Uh, we'll get to the last afternoon game, uh, or before, well, second to last Sunday afternoon game before we get to the tie. Let's get noon to the game. New England Patriots. Yeah, noon game. The Patriots versus the Browns. Uh, Patriots, man, they're looking like a really good team. That run game, the offense is clicking. Destroyed the Browns 45-7. to Zinkia, the Patriots for real?
0: Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones has probably been the most consistent and the most uh, productive rookie quarterback on this on this class. Um, I mean, kind of been, you know, almost by default. I mean, there's only been two quarterbacks in this draft class that have started from day one and have not wavered uh, in that you know process. I mean, Zach Wilson's gotten hurt. Uh, Trey Lance hasn't really. He started one game, but that's because they still have Jimmy G. Just um, Justin fields didn't start right away. And really, Trevor Lawrence has just kind of had his struggles, you know, which you would expect from most rookies. But Mac, Mac Jones is, you know, he's the real dude. He's 19 to 23, 198 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, this is exactly what you need for, uh, for an offense like the Patriots. Uh, you just need him to make, you know, mistake free football. Uh, you know, move the, the team down the field. Um, you know, they're obviously going to focus on the running game as they did today. Andre Stevenson had a great game, you know, for another rookie, 20 carries, 100 yards, two touchdowns um, in the absence of Damian Harris, who's out with a, with a concussion. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and that obviously is going to open up the play action. And when that happens, most quarterbacks in the, in the NFL should be able to thrive in that situation when the, you always have the defense casting, you always have them on their heels. Um, you know, that, that play action is going to be a killer for, for anybody, and especially somebody with, with a very accurate quarterback like Mac Jones.
1: Yeah, and pretty crazy. Jacoby Myers finally did it. Got yeah, in the end zone. Yeah, he finally got in. Receiving touchdown. In career. Good for him. Done. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I don't know if you mentioned, but Ramondre Stevenson fake games when Dam- Damian yeah. Harris being out. Yep, and then uh, yeah, just this this Patriot defense looking good. The Browns defense kind of looking suspect now, and they're just like a coin flip every other game. I mean, they look good against the Bengals last week, then just get destroyed. This week and it's been kind of up and down for the Browns team. Pretty curious what they're what they're gonna do going forward. I know, you know, missing Chubb and Hunt still, but to Ernest Johnson, you know, ninety nine yards on the ground, led them in receiving fifty eight through the air. Um, they gotta fix something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think in this one, I you know, I obviously the the Patriots won this game, you know, thoroughly. There's no question about it. But yeah. I do think that there is a lot of stick that you know not a lot of people necessarily think about, but when you're getting blown out like this, you're not going to be able to run the ball that much. I mean, DeAndre Johnson still had 19 carries and he got a touchdown, obviously, or didn't get a touchdown, but he had so much through the air. Um, he was pretty much their only only weapon, you know, in this game. Um, but that's going to dictate the you know the flow of the game. I mean, Baker only had 73 yards. He even got hurt. Case Keenum had to come in. So when you're doing that and you're and again the defense knows you're passing the ball, it's easier to defend and then you're gonna get three and outs more often than not. And then your defense is on the field constantly. And they're, they're tired. You know, they you know, they're just getting pushed back, you know, they're getting beat off the ball. They're not as fresh, they're not as crisp. So I mean, a lot of things can go wrong when, when you get down big early. So I, I'm not gonna look too much into it, but they haven't been consistent, which is what you're gonna want to see from uh you know, you're gonna want to see that from your you know great defense that you're supposed to have. So there's still obviously things to fix in, in Cleveland, but I don't know. We'll see. They're still five and five. They're you know in the hunt. There's no reason to truly panic because I mean, like I said, a lot of things went wrong for him in this one. All
1: right. Well, let's do it let's talk about it. The Detroit Lions and the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> tie 16 to right. 16. <laughs> Lions had a chance to win in overtime and just an awful kick. Awful kick. Had no chance of running. Yeah.
0: one-in. Was, was like a 48-yarder, I mean,
1: too. True. Yeah. Yeah, the Steelers had two fumbles that they lost in overtime. Yep. One by uh, Deontay Johnson, the other by Pat Friermuth and Fugo Reigns. Just, just an awful game. Pittsburgh should feel bad. Detroit almost got on the board. Hate to be a Lions fan for this one, man. I guess it's not a loss, so I guess yeah, if you're I was a Lions fan, I mean, your, your maybe you're celebrating fan. this.
0: Well, yeah, my buddy is a Lions fan. He texted me in all caps, you know, a bunch of exclamation points. We tied, you know, and at this point, really, as a Lions fan, I mean, they just based on their schedule, I mean, they probably could get a win against Chicago in one game. Um, but other than that, I mean, you're looking at a lot of good teams that you're, you're going to be playing. So. 0-17 was a definite possibility. So just the fact that you can't be 0-17 now has got to be you yeah. know a good feeling. Obviously, it's never fun to, to tie, but you know for a Lions team, it's not losing. It's a step up. They didn't lose. They just didn't win. Um, obviously, you had a chance, but um, I, I think they also had a, uh, a replacement kicker for this game. Um, it was... Uh, let, me, let me see. I'll find it. Um, Ryan Santoso. And I certainly do not... He has not been their kicker all year. Um, whether or not that he was going to be there or like a tryout to be their kicker for the rest of the year, but I don't, I don't believe so. Um, so yeah, he, you put him in a situation for a game winner, and not everybody can handle it. So not ideal. Um, Jared Goff, big time uh, question marks. Uh, he only had I think fifty yards yeah. passing going into overtime, um, and the only reason that he got two hundred fourteen is because he had like a. 30-yard pass to open up the the overtime, and that boosted them up pretty high. But uh, for the Steelers, I, I mean, this is a big, big letdown. You know, you've got to win against you know, yeah. winning team. Um, at home, nonetheless, uh, you know, Najee Harris, 105 yards, Mason Rudolph, 242, a touchdown. I mean, just the numbers on their side, there's no way they should have even come close to tying. But like you said— Two big, big fumbles in overtime. Deontay Johnson had a huge play that they were going to be in field goal range. And, you know, just running down, big momentum, let it go. You got to tighten up the football there. And then Pat Fryer moved even at the end. I don't know if they would have been in field goal range. It might have been, like, right at the edge. But you got to get out and you got to secure the football. And instead, he turned it up and then he fumbled. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, Very, very big bonehead move. Got to get out and not great and yeah yeah so no no chance even like I said that's even worse like at least if you get down there you kick a field goal you have a chance you don't feel as bad but two fumbles and you just don't even get an opportunity to kick a field goal at all in the overtime that that's gotta feel terrible yeah
1: yep and I think this is gonna that's gonna pass the Packers Bengals as the worst game of the year so far I gotta say
0: yeah. But
1: all the yeah, or the noon games will move on to the afternoon games. We'll start with the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Panthers, no Sam Darnold, no problem. Get the W 34 to 10. Uh, again, no Murray, no Hopkins on the other side of the ball, so maybe hey, that's a pretty big reason. No Chase Edmonds either. So three of their big offensive weapons out and it is showed today is Carolina dominated? How'd you feel about this one?
0: Well, I mean, everybody's going to talk about it, so we'll talk about it. I mean, this is the Cam Newton welcome back game. He had two touchdowns yep. on his first two plays. Uh, he had a rushing touchdown first, and started screaming "I'm back" to the fans, which pretty crazy because he's in Arizona and they don't really play in Arizona all that often. But you know, teach their own. But he starts screaming on am back," and then the next next drive, they have him go right back in at the goal line, and he threw a touchdown pass. So. um you know, good good to see for him. I you know, I'm happy for him, I guess. You know, be back where he's comfortable, back where it all started for him. And you know, they got a good win. You know, Christian McCaffrey had a successful day. Even Chupa yeah. Hubbard had, you know, some good carries. Um, but I mean for the Cardinals, it's you would have liked to have seen a better effort after you did, you know, kind of take care of the, the Niners handily last week, but uh and against a struggling Carolina team, but you know, it that's gonna happen. Like I said, these are games that are gonna happen. You can't look too much into it. If you're a Cardinal fan, you never thought a lot of weapons, and uh, this—I mean—you're just gonna have these games. You're gonna have a clunker, eight and two. You're still strong, top of the division. You know, you're still fine for the year.
1: Yeah, what? Robbie Anderson can catch a pass from
0: Newton. He can catch, He likes right. the wobbly ducks, not from yeah, Sam Darnold. Unreal. Yeah, he's well. He's used to it. Unreal. Well, I guess it's not really. But. It's not really a great thing to yeah. say. I was going to say he's used to it from his days in uh in New York, but that was Sam Darnold throwing him those, so I don't know. Yep. I don't know what the problem is.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, this is what I expected. This is kind of – I think last week they kind of had McCaffrey on a, a – a, maybe not, not a limit, but did, I don't think they used him as effectively as they could have this week or like they did this week. I mean, 13 runs, 95 yards, and then he also got 10 catches. All, caught, all 10 of his targets were 66, and – you could tell that just helps a ton when you get him back in the game, picking up first downs, just getting chunk plays. And uh, I like the addition of uh, Chuba Hubbard. I like it. I like him on the short down and distance. You know, save a beating for McCaffrey. I like that little one-two punch they have there. And yeah, you know, keep McCaffrey healthy and upright. He will. He will do what he did today, and he had a, a wonderful game and big reason why the Panthers won. And if he plays like this and brings Sam Darnold back, you know, Carolina can make a playoff. Make a run for the playoffs right now. But maybe. Maybe. Unreal. But we'll move on. We'll talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, Denver Broncos. Philly gets the W, 30-13. to You know, again, Denver had a wonderful week last week against Dallas. And then they come and play what is supposed to be an inferior Philadelphia Eagles team, and they just get pumped. Zinky, how would you feel about this one?
0: Well, I wouldn't necessarily say inferior. I, I, this new look Fal- Falcons-Eagles team is something else. I mean, they had 12 carries from Jordan Howard, 83 yards, 6.9-yard average. Um, Boston Scott, 11 carries, 81 yards, 7.4-yard average. I mean, and then obviously Hurts himself at 14 carries, 53 yards. So this is what they do, and this is what they should have done the whole time. Um, I mean, because – you don't necessarily need Jalen Hurts to throw the football all the time. He can, you know, he's still an accurate passer. Um, but he doesn't you don't need him throwing 40 times a game. Threw 23 times in this game, and that's absolutely perfect. Ground and pound, keep your defense fresh, you know, control the clock, open up some play action and with a guy as mobile as Jalen Hurts that can set up for so many different options. You can have him, you know, designed rollout. Um, and then give him a pass option out of it, you know, so that way you literally have the defense guessing as to what he's going to do. And that's where he's going to be at his best when he can just let his talent take over, um, let his instincts, you know, make the play, you know, if he's open for a run, take it, take it and run, if not throw it for a pass. I mean, that's, that should be how the Eagles should be operating this entire year. And it took them a bit to figure it out, but they're, they're, there now, you know, they're playing well, um. You know, Devontae Smith had a great day, two touchdowns, and you know, like I said, this is this is what you needed to do. Uh the Broncos, you know, and then they play defense and their defense has been pretty, pretty solid this year. You know, the Eagles haven't been anything amazing, but they don't give up a ton mm-hmm. of points. Um, you know, contain Teddy Bridgewater. Don't let him, you know, make a big play. Don't let him get it to his, you know, I guess, you know, a little bit of injury plague now, but don't let it get it to his weapons on the outside and have them do a whole lot. Um you know, I think the really the only big play of the day was Albert Aquabanam. Um, had like a, a pass like right over the middle and he took it for like 50 yards. So really the only big play of the day. And they just, you know, keep everything in front. No no big plays. And I, you know, that's the recipe for success. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And you know, Melvin had that crazy fumble where I think it was like third and one or something, and he fumbles and all of a sudden Darius Slay gets the ball out of the pile. Everyone's kind of confused. All the big men are out there and no one can no one can catch yeah. him. And he runs it back 83 yards for a touchdown. Pretty big play. I think Denver was driving driving, had a chance to maybe tie it up down a touchdown, but you know, Melvin fumbled. Big big play there. Uh and also Devontae mm-hmm. Smith. I don't know if you brought him up already. Big game. Nice game. Two touchdowns. Yep. But that'll be enough for this game. We'll move on. Zinky, I'll just let you take this one away. The Vikings.
0: Get the W, twenty-seven to twenty over the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is a good week. Uh, I mean, there's really not like I said, there's not much else to say at this point. Uh, Kirk Cousins is still continuing his great season. Um, he's what I think eight, 17 and two on the season. You know, touchdowns to picks, um, two hundred ninety-four yards today. Two two more touchdowns. Uh, Dalvin twenty-four carries, ninety-four yards in a touchdown. Justin Jefferson nine catches 143. Adam Thielen five for 65. Uh, Tyler Cochran had two touchdowns, which is nice to see from the tight end spot. Haven't seen too much uh, production from there this year. Obviously, after losing Kyle Rudolph uh, during the offseason and having Irv Smith, you know, be out for the year, so um, you know it's good to see production there. But I mean, otherwise, this is this is what the Vikings offense does. They're very efficient. They have been for most games. They don't turn the ball over too much. Um, And they just needed to get, you know, some stops from their defense. You know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It doesn't have to be anything super stubby like they were a couple years ago. And, you know, they kept Justin Herbert, you know, in check, only 195 yards. He did throw a pick, which I think they turned into points, which is pretty big. But, you know, this is is what the Vikings should be. It doesn't always happen, and I can't explain exactly why. Um, They just – some weeks it's there, some weeks it's not. And then, obviously, this week we were there, and – it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's you know it's a pretty big win. You know, Chargers also on a little bit of a decline. A lot of people thought they were one of the best teams in the AFC, and they've kind of fallen down to earth, back to earth a little bit. Vikings, you know, after their, I forgot who they lose to last week. That was a uh, to the
0: to the Ravens. They were up by they lost uh, to the Ravens. Oh yeah,
1: yep, yep. You know, I 14, think a lot of people were Yeah, I think they're counting counting the Vikings out a little bit after that when, you know, three and five. I mean they still are they'd be a pretty scary team if they can sneak into the wild card. I think they are still four games behind the Packers, maybe
0: three and a half, I guess.
1: I don't know how the buy works. We haven't got yeah, well, three haven't had and a, 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 a half- buy yet.
0: Yeah, they haven't had a buy yet. So yeah, the Vikings, it's some yep. some something and a half, uh probably three and a half 'cause I think the Packers have yeah. Eight wins, um, eight wins. Like except four. So, um, nope. but yeah, it's yeah, it'll be. You know, they'll be there in the end. They'll always be in the hunt. Um, like I said, because they're they're a solid football team, but it's just, you know, some weeks they're they'll just make boneheaded plays. They do still make a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of penalties. I think it was like maybe still in the first quarter they had five penalties for fifty yards already, and I'm like I don't I don't understand what what's going on there. Like the discipline just needs to be better.
1: Um, and
0: on that front, because they they have had plenty of games where they have made terrible mistakes uh, with with penalties. So you need to clean that up for sure. But this is a team that could easily be, uh, you know, like seven and seven and two right now. Very easily. It'd be right yeah. in the thick of everything. Yeah. But just they just don't close out games. This one they did.
1: Yeah, nice win. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we can move on from that one to our last game of the week, the Packers. uh, Take down the Seahawks, 17 to nothing. The first time Russell Wilson's been shut out in his 10-year career. Defense stepped up today. Aaron and Russ, they both look kind of shaky, though. You know, after both having some, I mean, Aaron missed last week because of COVID and Russ coming back with the finger. He didn't look good at all. He just, the ball seemed to be going high on him, making some bad decisions. Uh, again, no Chris Carson for them, so they Alex Collins is the running game. But I think the big thing is, is the Packers defense is looking pretty good these past couple weeks. Yeah,
0: I'm not going to to shit on them as much as I don't like the Packers. but I, again, this is another situation where um you know, maybe on the flip side of of what I was talking about with the Browns, the Packers in, in, in this little run that they've had against these you know pretty decent quarterbacks in, in Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson in three straight weeks, is they have controlled the clock very well. In this game mm-hmm. alone, I believe it was uh, super insane. Oh, yeah. The Packers had Packers basically it's had it it's for almost forty minutes, of the game. right? Right. Yeah. So they had a two-thirds of the game. Uh, like I said, the Packers defense is playing better. Um, but it's, I am just hesitant to say that they're good. Um, uh, cause we've been down this road before, uh, there have been years where people are like the Packers defense, elite unit, you know, elite, elite all across the board, top five defense, and then they just get shelled. And, and I think this is again, one of the leading cases of how good a defense can be, uh, when the defense is only on the field for 20 minutes a game, they're fresh. They're ready to go. Their pass rush is going to be able to get home better. Cause they're, you know, not tired. They're not dogged out there. Um, You know, secondary is still going to have, you know, fresh feet to be able to stick with receivers um, and stay on them a better. So that way the pass rush can hit home. Um, You know, you'll be able to fill your gaps more with your linebackers. So like I said, they're still playing well. I'm not going to take that away from them, but I do think in the last few games, they've been very good about controlling the time of possession. And I think that's a huge help. And obviously that starts with the running game. A.J. Dillon at 21 carries today, 66 yards, two touchdowns, had a great day. Um, and that's what yep. you need, like I said, to control the clock. Uh, keep your defense yep. fresh against good quarterbacks, especially mobile ones, so that way you can keep up with them when they scramble. Because if you get late in games and they're running around and you can't catch them, that's where disaster strikes. So I think that's been one of the big, big keys to the Packers defense, turning it around here in the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree that helps a ton. But obviously, you know, it's the Packers, more injuries, Aaron Jones. It's something with his knees, what they're thinking. he They, they might think it's just think a sprain. He's sprain. getting more tests. Yeah. MCL, yeah. I think, is what he, they are thinking. Yeah, he came out of the tent crying. That's normally not a good sign. And I right. think Rashawn Gary as well. He left the game. Yeah, his, his didn't uh, look
0: good. It didn't look great at all. Yeah.
1: So and Whitney Merciless just got him. He looks like he got hurt too with his bicep. So just more injury strikes hitting the Packers. But hey, they've been uh, they've been making well with uh, what they've got. Their backups have been playing good. So it's been fun to watch. Except now my big concern is I can hear it now Monday morning. People are going to be crowning the Packers as the NFC North or as the NFC favorites now. Just the way their defense is playing. Aaron Rodgers will turn around. Everyone's going to crown them. So we're gonna lose like four games in a row because that just seemed to be what happens this year. It was was the Chiefs. They started off real bad. Then Buffalo, they shit the bed. Then Baltimore, they shit the bed. The Chargers, they're shit in the bed. Tampa's now on the downslide. Cardinals are they're dealing with injuries too. So someone's gonna crown the Packers the best, and they're just gonna hit their skid. Commentator, well, and, so and I think right. and
0: I th- I think too. Um, you know, I think they they like to show. Um, you know, their, their team ranks, you know, offense, defense during the game and the Packers defense is like sixth or something in passing, you know, top five, I think for total scoring, but they're like 16th or 17th in rushing. Um, and if you look at back now at the three teams that they've just played, um, not great running the football. Um, you know, I mean the Seahawks generally are, but obviously they don't have a couple of their running backs. So a little bit a little bit of a dynamic there that they are not used to with not having their power runner like Chris Carson. Uh but otherwise the Chiefs, especially without Clyde Edwards Alaire, they didn't run the ball very well. They don't generally anyway. And then the week before that, the Cardinals also not great in terms of just running the football. So um, we'll we'll yep. see next week. Um if you know, and I'm I'm hoping it's gonna be a heavy dose of, of Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison because Packers and Vikings play <laughs> next week. We'll see if they can, you know, exploit this. Soft run defense that the Packers has. Should the Packers have,
1: and that they should. It'll be interesting, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it. Made it through all the games pretty quick. Don't so have bully here to you know drag on and on. I'm just kidding. Mean. <laughs> but love, love you, bully. <laughs> 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 nice quick episode here, though. Yeah, but
0: yeah, right back to the Sunday night well, football well, game. That's shaping up yep, to be a good one.
1: Yeah. Yep, 27-14 right now Chiefs over Vegas, and that's all we got for today. So until next time, see you then. Bye.